Welcome to the ninth episode of For When Forensics Fail, the podcast where we explore the various applications of behavioral analysis to different aspects of crime. In this episode, we will be reviewing the case of Chris Watts. The event began when Frederick Police Department received a call from Shannon Watts's best friend, Nicole Atticuson. Shannon's prenatal appointment was scheduled for the same day, so she drove into her town. When she knocked on the door, however, she received no reaction, nor did she receive any reaction to the text messages or phone calls. Nicole became anxious when she noticed that her shoes were still at the front entrance and dialed 911. The police officer dispatched to the scene telephones Chris after attempting to knock on the door multiple times. It's not a sure sign of wrongdoing just yet, but the fact that Chris made the police wait for his return definitely would have piqued the officer's interests. Now, anyone checking for someone's existence within a residence, whether it's emergency or not, has the standard procedure of calling out for them for immediate reassurance. Chris is deafeningly quiet, preferring to inspect his wife's automobile before slipping through the internal garage door. After that, he disappears for about a minute and seven seconds before allowing the neighbors and the police officer inside. Only Chris knows that what he did at the time, but it's safe to assume that his strange behavior did not go undetected. Multiple important moments filmed by the police body camera from inside the house may not have been spotted by the officer right away, but forensics would no doubt have gathered them after additional examination. Chris's contact with his phone was the most obvious oddity. Given the circumstances, the garb of his thumb movement would have given the idea that he was texting someone, which would have been odd because the conventional response would be to hastily contact people by calling them rather than text. In hindsight, we can see Chris's introversion more clearly, as he was most likely using his phone to avoid eye contact and more in-depth conversation with the officer. The rest of Chris's behavior might have been dissected and examined in a variety of ways, and it would have been simple to pick out the abnormalities in body language and correlate them to symptoms of guilt. However, without the benefit of hindsight, his actions could have just been as readily to be attributed to an innocent man who is understandably scared and panicked about his family's disappearance. He was taken into interrogation shortly after. An innocent individual would generally deny or at least challenge the statement if the angle was abruptly changed from a baseline questioning to a direct confrontation. There would be a little break as they needed time to process the claim owing to its complexity. A guilty person would already be on the defensive and would most likely answer the question in a hasty modest. Rather of opposing the remark, they would accept it and attempt to defend its truthfulness. When the detective says, quote, It sounds like Nicole was more concerned, Chris responds, quote, Yeah, because, like, if she doesn't text me, I understand. When a suspect answers a question, a detective can use the pause technique, which involves remaining silent while keeping eye contact. This physical posture conveys that he is expecting more information and may already know more than the suspect. A dishonest individual will frequently lower his gaze, shift his stance, or break the silence. In this case, Chris breaks the silence in response to the strategy 
attempting to offer rationale in hopes of winning the detective's quote-unquote approval. Chris is made to take the polygraph examination, which he fails miserably. He ended up pleading guilty to all charges two months later after fabricating an alternate story in which he killed his wife after witnessing her murder the children. Thank you for listening to the 4-1 Forensics Fail podcast. For episode transcripts and resources, visit our Notion page, which can be found in the podcast description box of whatever platform you are listening on. Signing off! Thank you.